Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talks with Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, of course, you can catch me on Drive today from 4pm. I'm alongside Darren Bennett and Aaron Lennon will be joining us in the studio for a couple of hours, so make sure you join us for that. And we start today's podcast by looking back at Newcastle's final Champions League game against AC Milan, knowing a win, of course, and PSG failing to beat Dortmund would see them through to the knockout stages. Here's how it all unfolded on the TalkSport Network. on their side there's no doubt about that you can hear it Newcastle need to win and hope AC Milan need to win and hope they're going to get underway very shortly here at St James Park is it going to be Newcastle United's last game in the Champions League this season will it be their last game in Europe this season we shall see Newcastle won AC Milan nil and it's Joe Linton on his 150th appearance for the club top corner goalkeeper no chance what a goal for Newcastle we wanted to qualify for the Champions League yeah for sure I think that was very much our intention before the game and and in game, uh, I'm not I'm not sure in that moment you can take that will away from the players. And if you look at the goals we conceded, they've come from mistakes that um, can happen in any moment, whether you're being proactive or reactive. Um, so I, yeah, of course I take ownership of that, but. I'd much rather have the intention to go and attack and to try and win rather than the other way around. It's another big twist. It is Dortmund 1, Paris Saint-Germain 1, and it is the 17-year-old Warren Zaire Emery. Another goal for PSG, or a goal here for Milan, changes all of that. Dortmund 1, Paris Saint-Germain 1. I I personally think you are the best side in that group, and I think if you put Newcastle... Did you say that when the group was... I I said it. I'm only repeating what I said. I thought, I thought Newcastle would get out of the group. Out of nowhere, out of nothing. There was nothing on the cards, and AC Milan have got an equaliser. Steve Harmison. Yeah, Newcastle won, AC Milan won. 58 minutes on the clock, and it's Christian Pulisic with the equaliser. They've gone from round of 16 of the Champions League to the Europa League with that equaliser for AC Milan. So both games in Group F are all square. That first goal goes in from the away team, 
we'll let our heads down and it happens time and time again. If we can keep an atmosphere in that ground, I tell you what, it's a fortress. We can be proud of the lads for getting there, but we need to start acting like we belong there. We did it in the Carabao Cup final, acted like we're happy to be there, didn't look like we belong there, ended up losing the game, and Manchester United were there for the taking because they were just as bad last season as they were the, as they have been this season. We've got to the Champions League, which has been fa- fantastic. It's allowed me to travel across Europe with my brother and follow me. Head of schedule as well, Cole, by the way, head of schedule. I absolutely agree, and I don't take that away from the club whatsoever, but I absolutely agree with Jason. At some point, the Saudis haven't come in here for, for a jollier. They're investing billions in this team over however long. They've got a huge project with PIF at 2030. They're going to be looking at making a profit off of the club and growing them to the likes of Chelsea and Liverpool and Manchester United and Manchester City over a period of time. Acting like we're just happy to be there isn't good enough. Newcastle are heading out of Europe. Milan have just taken the lead, Steve Harmison. Newcastle 1, AC Milan 2, and it's Samuel Chukwueze who's literally just come on. So if there's a game to situation, we'll always try and be proactive rather than reactive and um, hasn't done me too bad to this point. So I'd like to think that's the Newcastle way as well. That's the way this club's been traditionally built. And um, I think that's how we have to be not just for today, but in the future. Dead on their feet. I'm tonight. sorry, losing at home and away to Dortmund, okay? The home games, after you beat PSG, the home games lost to Dortmund, lost to AC Milan. Yep. You were ahead tonight. That's a bad result. It's, tonight, a, bad result it's a bad tonight. result tonight. It is a bad result. If we had a... F- I say we, because I'm, you know I'm, I'm connected you know with we, Newcastle. We were full of praise when Newcastle beat... When they went away to AC Milan and got a point. They rode their luck a little bit. They got a point. Full of praise the night that PSG rocked up and they got it, turned over. I'm sorry, you've got to give it an equal measure. a bad result. Tonight is a, yeah, it's, I agree. It's a disaster. Tonight, Newcastle couldn't get it over the line. And I'm gutted for them. Yeah, desperately disappointed. I think um, tough to take at the moment. I thought the lads... Played very, very, very well in that first half, and I thought we were we were good value. I was hoping the goal would come earlier than it did, and um, then the game became very transitional. It was end to end from both teams, both teams looking to win. And yeah, we conceded on one of those transitions. Yeah, Newcastle are out of Europe. Newcastle one, AC Milan two. Listen, the fans aren't going to turn. They're not. I said before the game, they're not going to call for sackings. They're not going to uh, say things have got to change or he's got to go or whatever. But I think there has to be a huge amount of disappointment that Newcastle have failed to do the job tonight. The group of death. They're in the Duncan. group of death. Oh, here we go. They gave everyone here, here hope. Here we go. Here we go. They gave everyone hope. What do you mean, everyone hope? The Geordies were magnificent Four points. Today. Four points in the first two games, and you're going to win it. That's what I mean. They gave everyone hope. Four Who's points for battered PSG. Everyone. When the draw was made, I was in the office. The draw was made. And they, everyone said, bottom of that group, they'll finish. I think they've done themselves proud. I do. That's With the injuries that they've got. There's other teams like that have been there in Champions League. They know what to do. It's our place. Brand new to them, isn't it? I think they're a bit too green for it. Like, probably do us the world's good if we can get back into Europe next year. Maybe it's a different story. Newcastle have gone from believe to naive in no time at all. And they find themselves out of Europe completely. Newcastle finished bottom of the group when at one point this evening it looked like they were going to stay in the Champions League. It wasn't to be. Elsewhere, Man City were looking to make it six wins from six in the group stages as they face Red Star Belgrade. Here's how the action sounded on TalkSport 2. Hamilton. For Manchester City in the area, right-hand side, gets a shot away and scores on his debut for Manchester City. What a moment for Micah Hamilton. Brilliant stuff from the youngster. Oh, lovely run 
into the area from Oscar Bob. It's 2 0. What a lovely, lovely goal. Oscar Bob now nets a Champions League goal after Michael Hamilton scored in the first half. The youngsters are running riot in Belgrade. It was Bukhari setting Wang away. Wang scored. They've got to go back, Red Star. They've had their moment in front of their home fans. City can't keep a clean sheet these days. Left hand corner of the penalty area. Tries to wriggle inside two players. Was he pulled back? He was. Penalty kick. Big moment for Calvin Phillips. Waits four steps back from the ball. But becomes right footed and scores. Sends the keeper the wrong way. A lovely moment for Calvin Phillips. Onto the six yard line and headed in for 3 2. I think that's Katai who got his head on it. Super header from Alexander Katai. Job done then for Manchester City. They win by three goals to two, topping this group with 18 points from a possible 18. I think he's got to get out on loan somewhere. I really do. Um, that's his best way forward. And I always look at these players with an England eye on it as well. And. If he wants to stake a claim to be part of the squad and a potential starter for England come next summer, he's going to have to play football between now and then. If he stays at City and carries on like this, I'm not sure he'll make the cut. Gareth's been very, very loyal to him at this moment in time. I think that loyalty might well wane shortly. It's incredible good take our penalties, an incredible take. I know Phil have the ambition to do it, but uh, Calvin is an incredible penalty taker, really, really good. And the game was not over, and for his confidence and... And for his game, it was in a difficult game because they, they decided to make man-to-man on the pitch, so aggressive, a lot of interruption, a lot of faults. It was not easy to play comfortably, but uh, in the right moment, we, we found our quality, we could do it. Now to the Championship, and Leicester City were looking to get back on top of the table following Ipswich's win against Watford on Tuesday night. The Foxes faced Mill at the King Power Stadium, and TalkSport 2 brought you all the action. played inside the penalty area and they've scored what a start it's a sensational goal Tom Bradshaw's really struggled in front of goal this season just a one for him but he's made up for that in sensational style the traveling Lions fans away to our left hand side jubilant left footed ball swung inside the penalty area keeper came to meet it and it's bobbled over him and in and Leicester are back on level terms. Yannick Vestigar, the man that peels away, taking the plaudits. The ball is played in here, and Daka makes it 2-1. And it's all about the quality of the cross. Daka's bit was easy. What a turnaround. Blocked by Harding on the edge of the six. But comes out towards the edge of the penalty area where he is fired in. Ricardo Pereira making it 3-1 to Leicester. In comes the corner, and the goalkeeper is there. He spilt it under pressure from Nisbet, and the rebound is put in, and Millwall have one back. That just wasn't needed. What was Hermanson thinking? That's a full-time whistle, and Leicester City have hung on. Bottom line is Leicester much the better team, deserving the 3-2 victory, and they're back a point clear at the top of the table. They're once again excellent at the start of the second half. They come on so strong towards the end of games when teams start to tire. That little change from Maresca at half-time made all the difference going to that diamond in midfield and Didi, Dewsbury Hall again vitally important players for Leicester City made it nervy at the end there's positives there for Joe Edwards and Millwall but Leicester City as I expected them to do has responded to Ipswich 
and go top of the table again. Leicester, 52 points at the top. Ipswich, 51. Leeds, 41. So they're a point clear. They're 11 points clear of Leeds in third. It's a really healthy advantage inside the automatic promotion spots. How do you cope mentally as a group with the fact that, obviously, Ipswich play last night and go above you? Is that, is that something you think about or is it just focus on your game? No, no, we focus in our game. We focus on what we need to improve, that there are many things to improve and this is all. Now, Manchester United, dearie me, the conversation rumbles on about their poor exit from the Champions League. Let's hear now from Danny Murphy and the sneaker freak himself, Darren Bent, on Eric Ten Hag. Maybe you want to fast forward this bit. Dismal Champions League competition for Manchester United this season hasn't worked for them at all. They're going out of Europe, not just Champions League, but even the Europa League. They're going out of Europe all together. The general level of their performance has been bad. Consistently, and who's that down to? Is is that Ten Hag not getting the message through to the players, or is that the players are simply not delivering and should move out of there, move on? Well, the 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 responsibility rests with the manager, yeah, because he does the coaching and dictates the patterns of play, and he also chooses the players that play, yeah. And the biggest problem United have had this season in the games I've seen, and I've seen seventy percent of them, too easy to play against, and that's because tactically they're all over the place. Wide open spaces. I mean, first half against Bayern was the best they've been defensively in ages. But when they play most weeks, they're very easy to play against. They don't have the athleticism and defensive discipline that teams have to be successful. I'm talking about basics, tracking runners, winning your challenges, you know, all the normal things, closing down in packs. It it doesn't look like they're well coached, and I'm sure he is coaching them, but it doesn't look like he is. So the message isn't being heard. Yeah. If he is coaching them a patterns of play and a tactical plan, I'm very rarely seeing it. Still many things to play for. And now we, we can focus, of course, on, on the Premier League. Yeah, this is, uh, I think, say the level we want to play, Champions League. So, yeah, we have to get every effort in and to be in the top four. Next year, we are back in the Champions League. And then, of course, we have the FA Cup. So there's still many things to play for. Not up to it. Should go. But I, I hate clubs. You want him out, do you? Yeah. You think you should go oh, I hate clubs that sack managers and have no plan. That annoys me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I can remember when Arsenal sacked Unai. I think Freddie Lundberg came in. Yeah, it's nuts. It's, it's like, I think for Manchester United... Well, we did it with Solskjaer, right? Right. I think... Um, and sorry, and Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. I hate when a club sacks a manager and has no plan B. I don't think he's up to it. I, I think the, cl- the club's way too big for him. I think he achieved success last season and you can't take that away from him. Winning the League Cup, getting to another cup final, finishing inside the top four. Perfect. But like, it's like anything, there's a gracing period. Uh, I think your first season, it's almost that new manager bounce. Every idea that he's coming up with is working. He had to make big decisions with the Ronaldo situation and various others. But all of a sudden now, when that kind of that kind of novelty wears off mm. and then we start to really see what a manager's all about, I think we're seeing it now. And I think Manchester United as a football club is too big for him. Mm. So I think now he's... I, I can't see it getting better under Eric Ten Hag. You'll get odd wins which pave over cracks and people go, oh... Like, like the Chelsea result, people go, oh, Manchester United are back. Yeah. They're not back. They're, they're not back at all. Because then, straight away, Bournemouth. I get beat at home 3 0 by know. Bournemouth. I, I can't answer that. I really can't answer that's, that. That that's is disgusting. Embarrassing. That is disgusting. Your scouting network must have someone sussed. Like, if, if, even if you can't get the manager you want to the end of the season, make a change and get an interim in. But as long as there's a plan, but mm. don't just keep him there for the sake of it. You can say the manager shouldn't be sacked because we've done that so many times, but you can't sit there and go, well, that's, but that makes last night acceptable. It's, it, yeah. There has to be accountability. And I think actually 
as much as I'm disappointed and I can't believe that in February we won't be playing any European football at all, it's incredible. I do think it, it, it has to wake people up that, you know, Man United out of Europe before Christmas is a tick in the box for a manager to be sacked. It's mm. not enough. It's not enough. There's there's other things need to happen, yeah. but but it has to be. There has to be accountability. And when you look at it, the mistakes that Ten Hag has made this season, there are injuries, of course. No Rashford, no Shaw, Maguire, Casemiro, Eriksen, Martinez. But the, there's, there's a massive one that I said back in April when there was this big media and fan witch hunts, not, not talk sport because you can't show clips. I'm talking about, you know, the TV stations showing all these David De Gea clips. And I said, you can't replace a goalkeeper like David De Gea at Manchester United because I've seen it happen before with Schmeichel. We had Bartes, Bosnich, good goalkeepers swallowed yep. up. And Anana across this Champions League campaign has cost us so many goals. Why was Eric Ten Hag allowed to do that? Why is there not somebody in at that football club, whether it's a director of football or or somebody who knows that football club who said, hold on a minute, you want us to get rid of David De Gea for free and spend £50 million pounds mm. on Anana? For me, there's no differential. That 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 decision has cost us Europe. And I don't I feel sorry for Anana. I think he's a good goalkeeper, but he is swallowed up by the enormity of that job, which anyone who's been a Man United fan for any period of time will tell you. That is not unusual. To boxing now, former WBC heavyweight champion of the world, Deontay Wilder, has been speaking to TalkSport's Gareth A. Davis ahead of his fight against Joseph Parker on the 23rd of December, which, of course, is part of the Day of Reckoning. Saturday the 23rd of December as part of the Riyadh season. It will be available live on the zone and TNT Sports Box Office. For information on how to watch, visit www.dayofreckoning.co.uk. looking to steal the show though on December the 23rd with that spectacular knockout is that the fight oh man is that the the impact like I'm just I'm just you know Garrett I'm just looking to uh put on a great performance you know I I I'm not looking to steal anything you know I don't steal nothing you know I I, I earn everything that I have you know um so I'm not looking to steal anything you know it, it the proof is in the pudding and it and and Every going, everything is gonna gonna lay where 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 it stands, you know what I mean? And um, I'm just looking to put on a great performance for the uh, my for my debut in Saudi Arabia. That's it, no more, no less. You know, uh, everything else has just come with me. The excitement, the explosive knockouts, you know, the 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 explosive punches, all that just come with me. You know, that ain't something that I have to make myself do. And try to perform for people. That's something that I naturally, naturally do. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just excited to be a part of this, and um, I'm just looking for a devastating knockout and an and amazing fight. Have you visualized a certain round where you're going to get the job done? Yeah, many, many times. I mean, throughout the fight, you know, uh, I don't think this is going to be a, a, a long, drawn-out fight. If you ask me, you know, um, I think it's going to be over with before you know it. Uh, I'm a type of fire that you you sit on the edge of your seat because you don't know what's going to happen. But when it happened, bam, baby, that's the thing that everyone knows me as. You know, you got to be ready when wild to fight. You can't go to the bathroom, can't go get nothing to eat. You can't turn your head and talk to your neighbor because at any given moment, at any given time, it can be over with. And um, I always tell people, you don't want to be the ones that asking your neighbors that's close to you what happened when you could have been paying attention and watch for yourself. 
to the breakfast show now. We can hear from Alan Brazil and Ali McCoyst on their favourite chocolates. Did someone say Dinky Decker? I don't even know what that means. Wasn't she a runner? Okay, now it's finally been revealed just how many of the different types of chocolates there are in celebration boxes. The one, uh, the fewest, is the Twirl. I like a Twirl. With an average of just three per box, really? Do you like a Twirl? I like a Twirl. Uh, Oh, oh, yeah, I do. I prefer a flake. No, no, Twirl, Twirl. Do you? The one with the most is the Eclair with a whopping eight per box. No good for you with your fillings. Oh, no. No good for you. Oh, man, Edward Heath, man. Fillings everywhere. Oh, you chew away with them. You think, what's that crunch? Exactly. It's a nightmare, man, but I love them. I love it. Uh, cream egg, fudge, whisper and crunchy all average around six per tub with dairy milk, caramel and dinky decker. Dinky? What's a dinky decker? I'm not having a dinky decker. I'm not, I'm not even having the caramel, actually, to be honest with you. Are you having the caramel? No, 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 no. I'm having a no. dairy milk. I'm having a <laughs> crunchy. A dinky decker. It's a double decker. I like them. It's a small one. Away you go. You made that up, a dinky decker. <laughs> it's a double decker, is it not? I think you're right. Yeah, you don't call it a dinky decker. I've never heard of that, have you? <laughs> Saying that, I don't eat a lot of chocolate. What chocolate did you go for first, Ali? Me, eh... Uh, Cadbury's fruit and nut? Aye. Nay, no. I'll no, make your mind up. No, no fruit. I, I, I like what you call it, one with the nuts. Just this nuts. Whole nut? Whole nut. Ach, away. I, I love nah. it. And by the way, i tell you what I'm doing with it. I'm stacking it in the fridge for an hour before I get into it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. That was the TalkSport Daily Podcast. Oi, Goldstein, I think you'll find you've missed out the old advent calendar link. Um, no, I don't... Yeah, you have, mate. It's day 14. Oh, please play one. Please, said no one. So here's day 14 of the advent calendar by popular demand. (laughs) Hello, it's time for today's talk sport advent calendar. It's day 14. Here is Noel Gallagher on drive talking about a musician that went on his tour 
to play the scissors. Instead of you standing round, can you play the tambourine? <laughs> She's French, right? And she said, I can't play the tambourine. I was like, well, just give it a go. She said, well, I'm not playing it. And I thought, what about the shakers? And she was like, I'm not playing no shakers. And uh, so I said, well, what can you play? And she said, I can play the scissors. And I was like, what? Hang on for a second. I thought you said scissors. And she got this thing on YouTube of her playing these scissors. And I, she brought them into rehearsals the next day and, and doing that. And I remember leaning to my best player going, this is so bad, our kid's going to glass himself out of pure anger. <laughs> and, then, and, and, and then she did it on Jules Holland. And I happened to be in Manchester. And I was going somewhere in a taxi and it stopped at traffic lights and all the geezers just surrounded the taxi going, Caesar, Caesar. <laughs> uh, and then she went around the world with me for two years right over on tour. And uh, she was living her best life. That was the TalkSport advent calendar. You can watch the full clip on the TalkSport YouTube channel. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts up first in the morning. Do what you've got to do to get it. And, of course, don't forget to hit like, subscribe, and listen. Do you hit listen? I don't know what that means. Just hit all the buttons that you can. Uh, I'll be back today at 4pm with Darren Bent and Aaron Lennon in the studio. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.